Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is he said ella dijo with eric winter and rosalind sanchez Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? Welcome to He Said Ella Dijo, a new episode yes. with a special guest. I love when we have guests. We have a guest. Today we have Kat Stickler, yes. who is a Latina comedian and media personality, rose to fame um, as one of TikTok's most loved stars, um, gained international popularity after a series of comedic and heartwarming videos went viral. Um, this is going to be interesting because you know how I sort of feel about TikTok and I'm, I'm curious. Um, so you, know, you, you be honest well, I, I, and I, ask her what it's up with TikTok. I don't agree. I don't like it. Well, I want yeah, it banned gonna, even though it's giving no, you some money. I'm not going to say bad things like that. But what I do want to know is why TikTok, not Instagram. 
She's What's doing no. She uses both. But why is TikTok more important than Instagram to people? Yeah, she'll know. Like as an influencer. Anyways, so I'm curious to dive in about. She's a lot of really things. cool. She's doing really well. I've I actually started um, looking at all of her content, and funny. it is funny. Yeah, she's very talented, and she is just she has a smile that is just pure light, and she's beautiful, and she's a mom. And listen, she's doing her thing. I'm very proud of her. Yeah, you can't hate on that. Let's bring her in. Yes. Hi, guys. Hey. hey. So, Kat, this is a really um, fun interview for us. Like, We have a, have a number of questions, but first we want to say, you know, we, we've watched a lot of your TikTok and, and your videos, and you're really talented. I mean, really funny. Um, so much, obviously, going for you in this space as a comedian and an influencer. One of my first questions, and I have to just jump out the gate before we go back in time about how it all sort of started, because that's also fascinating to me, is... Explain to me why TikTok and not Instagram in the sense of what breaks sort of an influencer in that world. Because isn't Instagram sort of competing with Reels in the same way of what TikTok does? Well, Instagram's competing like now because back then it wasn't, it wouldn't get pushed the way TikTok did. I think TikTok kind of mastered something that Facebook and Instagram and even Twitter haven't been able to. And that's just a different kind of algorithm that people like right now. And I think it really resonated with people because of the time it came out. It was during COVID. Everyone was going through the same thing and they could all connect over this new source of laughter and communication. And I think the psychology is so different when you're on Instagram versus when you go on TikTok versus when you go on any platform, the psychology is different. And the psychology of TikTok is it's not pictures. It's not this still shot. It's how fast can I capture your attention and like make you keep using this app? So I think it kind of comes down to those little, little details. And that's why I think TikTok kind of skyrocketed for me. Now I'm noticing reels going up on Instagram. Yeah. But before Instagram never felt like a possibility, like you always had the influencers on Instagram, but then TikTok all of a sudden was like, no one's tapped into it. So then it's real. Like then you can do it yourself and you see that. And I think that's what happened. Is there a better monetary structure with TikTok versus Instagram? Like the way they, cause I know like on reels, you can get paid based on how many views and da, da, da. And I'm sure TikTok is similar. Is, do they, is it more user-friendly in that regard as well? You know, I actually haven't signed up to get paid on either platform. Oh, wow. Um, okay. A lot of people do. Uh, I don't know. I'm like very taboo about some things. And I'm just like, I don't want to mess with it. I feel like it's good how it is. I don't want to add anything. But in regards to honestly payment by brands, I think brands are generally more comfortable with Instagram. Really? And then, I mean, I think they do want TikTok, but I don't think they understand TikTok yet. So the brands kind of want, hey, you want to say this in the first five seconds and this, and it's like, we can't because they'll just swipe. It's not a commercial. They don't have to watch it. They're just going to go to the next thing. Um, so I think it's just adapting with the platform because it's growing so fast. Before you started doing the videos, um, what were you doing way before um, you started creating content with your ex-husband? Like, what, what were you doing before? I know you're um, Brazilian, Venezuelan from Florida, like what was like you were going to college? What was your life before becoming this mega influencer? My life before I was very into medicine. Um, I was a research coordinator at the VA hospital. So I did um, a post-combat trauma study for um, 
veterans who basically had PTSD, couldn't get better with meds, couldn't get better with therapy. And this transcranial magnetic stimulation was this new thing coming out in the brain. It basically repairs broken neural pathways, which your brain literally breaks to protect you when you experience trauma. So you don't have to relive it. Um, But a lot of these veterans would be reliving it in dreams or phantom dreams or and then they couldn't sleep. And then that would leave. Anyways, I digress. But it was a research study that I was a part of. And I loved it. And then before that, I did an exoskeleton study. Um, it was like an Iron Man suit for people who were paralyzed. And they like every day we would walk for it was like it was all research. I was really into the. Oh, my goodness. That's so you're, yeah. so you're a science buff. Like that's your background is science. Yeah. And what made you want to get in front of the camera and do something like did you have aspirations to be a stand-up comedian, be an actress, be any of that, or this platform came and you decided, huh, this could be fun just to express myself and boom, it took See, off. I never had an aspiration to become a comedian. In fact, that sounded so horrible to me, like just standing in front of people and if they didn't laugh at something, like, ugh, I couldn't even imagine. But I would always be with the patients and I would always be the one making them laugh and the one... Like my boss would always want me with like the worst ones because I would always be great with those. So Mm. I think I just really liked being present in whatever moment I was in. And I really tried to do my best in whatever I was doing at that time. So because of COVID, I couldn't go back to the research study after I gave birth. So then I just started doing TikTok when my daughter would nap and I was, it was all new to me. And then I kind of started talking about postpartum depression that I experienced and people were like, Oh, no one talks about that. That's cool. And I was like, okay, I can be good at this. Like I just liked doing things and trying to be good at them. And it just kind of. So it just yeah. took off totally by accident. There was no aspirations to be a, a an influencer or a, a media personality at all. Not That's like wild. an influencer. I mean, I feel like everyone knows what they want to be secretly, but sometimes it's shame and you don't want to admit it because you either think it's dumb or you don't think you'll be able to do it. But I think I would watch people that were influencers and think, wow, that would be amazing if I could get like five people to listen to me. And I felt kind of fulfilled in that in the hospital because I was able to communicate with people that had gone through so many things, but now I can reach so many more. And so, yes, actually to answer your question, I think deep down, I really did want to be this, but I never thought I could. What is the first video that you did? Talking about what? Do you remember the very, very first? The or very the first, first one. one no, the like the very, even if, if, the, if it didn't go viral. Oh, the first one, I don't even know what the first one was. I think it was like, I loved doing pranks. Like think about it. Like I'm home all day with a baby, like no human interaction. And then like when my husband would get, or my ex would get home from work, I'd be like, Hey, like, let's talk, let's do something. And then I would just start filming it. Honestly. Um, I think the first one that went viral, first one was a prank. The first one that went viral was, um, he was telling me like I could have been nicer or something that day. And I had like done all these tours around the house. So all the, all the moms were like, and all the women were like, how dare he? Like they all went crazy. And Mm -hmm. then the really, the one that blew up was the peach milkshake going to target. Honestly, every viral video has just had something in it that people from everywhere can relate to men, women, single, married, divorced, broken up. Like that's when it really hits target listen we've never had we work in the entertainment business we've never had a viral video i don't even know what it means to have a viral video Yeah, what does it even mean but i mean like how does that happen so you did a video one day and you woke up the next day and it was just like millions of likes or something it just it just took off without you even knowing how that happened it just it was like any other video and then one day it changed 
I actually remember I didn't sleep that night. I just kept refreshing it. I'm like, what is happening? Cause I'm like, this is crazy. And then, um, I thought that something was wrong with the app. Like I thought it was broken. And then I kept like waking up my ex like, Hey, Oh my God, we just hit this. And he's like, that's great. But like, no one understood really at that time. I don't think yeah. that it was so like tangible. So I think that was a beautiful part of it for me anyways, that I just didn't have any fear of it really, because I was kind of naive and like what to expect from it. I was just like, this is so exciting. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, I think viral would be like, I want to say over 10 million. Over 10 million? Oh, wow. I think that would be viral. It's fascinating because I'm, look at this is influencers, right? On any platform has become a profession. You know what I mean? It's, it's a new profession for a lot of people. It's a like job. how many, how many do, do you do one video a day or not necessarily? I used to in the beginning, but now, now I don't so much. Now I'm more like, you know, the being her mom and doing this whole new life now because back then it was a different life for me mm -hmm. and yeah i kind of now just post whenever it comes to me but back then i would i remember i wrote on a recycling box everything i wanted to do and all the goals i wanted to hit and one of them was post a video every day interact with all these comments every day it was like really regimented and i'd reach out to companies every single day and i'd get denied every single day really? like literally i was like one person said yes, and I almost missed it because I was like just going through the rejections, like, and I was like, oh, "Wait, I think they said yes." To be an influencer for their product, basically, yeah, like just explaining who I was and what I could bring to the table. And at first, you don't get paid anything, so it's kind of you jump in or you don't. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it's funny. Some brands that turn me down, I now work with, which is like that's funny. Yeah, so now that's your full time job, <laughs> right? Like these brands, yeah. your your job is no longer working with the veterans and doing the stuff that you did before. Now you're making yeah. money as an influencer, correct? Yeah. So it's exactly. fascinating to me because there's a lot that's, they're going to start teaching this in school at some point. Like it's going to be I a know. new career right. because there, it's not that easy to just be an influencer. In your case, it sort of happened by accident, right? You did a video, it went viral. But it's, it's still not easy. easy. No, it, you're still creating a, content. That's you, not then easy. You have a job. It's not easy. Yeah. I mean, now in hindsight, like, I don't really think it was an accident because after I posted the first one, I saw it did relatively well. I would write down what videos went viral, what aspects they had, what I could relate with. I would study like, yeah, yeah. Well, scientist research part was like, why, why yeah, does it work? I think how you built upon it from the initial post was by no accident. Like you said, you, you figured out a formula of how you could try to capitalize on it, but you know, I don't understand it. Listen, it's so weird and so frustrating. I just, I'm like, you know what, whatever, I give up. Um, I have a lot of followers, millions on Instagram and Facebook. And then my friend is like, you have to do TikTok, you have to do TikTok. And I'm going, I don't even know how to do that. So I opened the thing and I assumed once I post on my Instagram and my Facebook, oh, I now have a TikTok, whatever. Everybody's just going to join, right? And I think on TikTok, I might have like 150 something thousand. It's bizarre to me. And I don't, I barely use it, but it's funny because I remember one time I did a content that it was one, like my friend was like, we have to do something that is trending. So, you know, the ones that you like going like that and going like that, you know, like, and there's things pop up, like something that's silly like that. Yeah. And I did that stuff and it was like a million and something immediately. And I was like, oh my God, it's working. This is amazing. Like, this is it. Oh and then it. the next post, 7,000. And I was like, what? 
And it's very inconsistent to me. So I just got frustrated and I said, I don't understand the algorithms. I don't understand how TikTok works. I, 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 can't, I can't do it because how do you explain one that is super silly, goes through the roof, and the other one that I think it's, I don't know, has more substance and whatever, nobody gives a flying F. It's very weird. It's very weird. So weird. <laughs> there's nothing like it. Like there's no, if you think about it, there's no algorithm like it. It's so weird. It doesn't make sense. Like oh, in the God. beginning, it was easier to predict, but as it got bigger and bigger, it became way more like spontaneous. Like some videos I thought would kill it didn't even make it to a hundred thousand. Really? Like, even uh, all of it. It's like in social media in general, it's one of the funniest things. It's like you could be, you could have millions of followers, right? And then you, you post for a brand and you get 50,000 likes of your million followers, right? Or something. <laughs> You're like, how did that translate into dollars for that brand? Even someone like Kim Kardashian with, hundreds of millions of followers she posts something maybe it gets a couple million likes or something how did that how was that worth a five hundred thousand dollar paycheck or something whatever it was for one post like it's weird how brands weird. figure all this out and yeah. if it really works right it's weird i totally agree with that it's like louis vuitton bag is expect like it's louis vuitton i feel like brands are now seeing oh you're getting paid this much that must be how much we have to pay it's obviously working but the only really like consistent platform I buy from are podcasts, which is so weird to me because when they say something in the podcast, I don't know if it's because I'm not on my phone or like I'm, I'm more aware of what's going on. I am like 10 times more likely to purchase something I hear. I don't even have to see it. I just hear it on really? the podcast. That's funny. From, like someone I trust. So yeah, I think it, I think honestly companies are also um, trying to test it out. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So where do you go from here? What what is your what is your what are your future aspirations? You you obviously are succeeding here in the influencer space. Do you want to get into uh, entertainment, uh, traditional entertainment, where we are, so to speak, with you know the acting side of things? Is that some commercials? Is that something you want to do as well, or you want to focus more with the online content? Yeah, I mean, if that's even presented to me, I will literally study it like it's my job, and I'll be like, okay, let's do this. I'm just really grateful for what it's given me and really open to whatever comes. And yeah, I think acting would be so fun and like to make people laugh. I'm like such a wider, just to reach more people. I'm like, yeah, 
just like the little girl in me is like, and the big TV, like, yeah, that would be so exciting. Everything seems <laughs> possible. Are you dating again? Or are you taking it easy now? I'm dating, yeah. I'm dating. Okay, good. And is it, do they, when you go out on a date, I'm assuming they know exactly what you do and they understand that you are very famous within, you know, that world and they're cool with it or that they get all weird? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I think it depends on the person. Some will say like, oh, I have no idea who you were, but then they'll slip up and say something about my past. And I'm like, what? Like, how did you know that? It's so awkward. But then some don't have social media. So it's, it's great. They're just like, oh, cool. And if you start dating somebody again, so I mean, in the past, you, when you were married, you guys did a lot of TikToks together, correct? Correct. A lot of the brand building was you and your husband as a team. Yeah. Then you got a divorce. Now you're yeah. brand building on your own, recreating your own brand. Is he doing it also by himself or he stopped doing everything? No, he doesn't. Yeah, he's not doing it. He's not doing it. Okay. And so your followers, obviously just everybody came over to you because you're the one still doing it. If you meet somebody else, do they feel like, uh, has it ever come up in a dating scenario? Do, do I have to be a part of your influence your life or I don't want to not, not even that I would you do it again would you invite somebody else yeah, no, into your brand. brand yeah I think to go back though on if he never really liked that stuff so like let's say you have oh. me and someone else and you give me the same platform as that person like he wouldn't know what to do with it so I think it's like you need that kind of like you need to want that and I wanted to like con like convey a joke and I think I don't know, people get it or they don't. Like some people think it's super weird and it is kind of weird. Like, hey, I impersonate my mom sometimes and brands really pay me to act like my Hispanic mother. They love Hispanic mother. Hispanic mother is like the thing. Everyone loves her. So people are like, okay. Like it's hard to, I guess, connect with other people if they have no idea where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, look, in our own relationship, my wife is far more invested in social. We both have to do it for work. <laughs> True. We both have to do it for work because our industry is very, very involved, obviously, in all levels of social media, promoting our TV shows, doing all that. It's free publicity for them. You know, we don't have to get, I, they don't have to pay us anything. It's like, we don't have to go on a talk show. You don't have to do anything. Just go post on social media. They expect you to do it. My wife is a, is far more into social media, I would say, than I am. I do it as well, but it's, you're much more conscious about when to post, how to post, try to be What's with the trend or keep it up a bit more. I just like, oh, I haven't posted in two weeks. I need to do something. You know what I mean? I, I'm more of that mentality. And I don't get a lot of it. I sound very old when I say it. I don't get like, uh, like why it matters so much, but I know I have to do it. I, I totally agree. Like lots of imposter syndrome. Like, like even me thinking the app made a mistake. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way these people are clicking on my video. And then just kind of, I don't know. I think learning it and understanding it's a huge opportunity and then trying to understand it because it's so difficult to understand. It's so hard to understand and I do it full time. So I can't mm -hmm. imagine. I don't really understand Instagram reels, like how to edit them on the app. I think that's, that's so hard for me. I just learned how to edit on the TikTok. Like, like I'm still, I'm very basic filming. Um, so I think that's kind of a testament to like, at the end of the day, whatever like you think you can bring to the table, that's all that matters. Some people can bring really high tech videos or really cool transitions. Um, I don't know. I, I just I just found it fascinating in a way that was like empowering.
Yeah. Now, do you have like the, the team? Do you have like an agent and like a manager? Do you have a team handling your stuff or you're like still solo doing your thing and navigating this whole thing by yourself no, the way you want to? Manager. Like I got her in the beginning. I think that's the most important role that a manager has. That's your like livelihood and that they represent you as well to other brands. Because mm -hmm. it's not nice. Like it's not comfortable for me to go to a brand and say, sorry, that's not enough. I yeah, will yeah, not. For sure. You know, Like that's not, that's not my place to say that I'm not supposed to be doing that. So when you have someone advocating for you and my daughter, it's like, it's super important. I don't know. I just, so she do it. Does she have her own TikTok page as well. She actually does. She has like 10,000 on TikTok. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's she's so amazing. It's interesting. I have our daughter is 11. She plays, um, she's an avid tennis player and I have a good friend of mine that is representing this new device that you, it's called lace clips that you put in your shoe and it basically counts um, like your progress, yeah. your steps, how many jumps, how many calories. And a lot of like um, athletes are doing it. And she's calling me saying, listen, do you think Sabella, that's her name. Do you think Sabella will like promote this a little bit? And, you know, we have young kids and they're getting paid. I know. And I was laughing. I don't know if Sabella would do it. She's more of like on the shy side. You know, it's funny because we thought that she was going to be a complete performer because as a kid, she was very, ah, But now it's almost like my mom is an actress. I want nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Like she wants to be the opposite of who I am. Um, and it's interesting how like she is getting approached to promote something with the possibility of maybe becoming a little influencer for that brand. And it's going, oh my, this is so interesting that even kids now have the capability of having the parents open a bank account for work that they're actually doing. I think it's incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you guide them properly and you protect, you know what I mean? Like, like what they're selling. Um, right. I, it's, Protection, it's a, that's the hardest. Yeah. The what it, part? The, it blows my mind, you know? No, what did you say was the hardest part? Protection. Like, oh, like yeah. Uh, yeah. social media, bullying, you can't escape it on social yeah. media. Yeah. How like, do you handle, do, do, do you find that? Do you, do you read a lot of comments and do you get attacked? How do you handle somebody just saying something stupid or having an opinion that is completely unnecessary? They go low, you go high, that sort of thing. I always repeat to myself, anyone who's criticizing me like that, um, I'm already doing more than them. Like they're not doing more than me because if they were doing more than me, they'd be too busy working on themselves. So I just try to like, and get away from it. I try not to read the comments, but I do have my moments where I like, I was crying last month because I read a meeting comment. I just read it at the wrong time. I was in a low state. Like you have to be in a, It's really like, I can't imagine doing it at such an impressionable age. Like if I was a teenager again, I would, I don't know. I would lose my mind. Yeah. That's wild to me. Like, so yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting form of connection because it can also be really harmful, especially like younger kids. It can. It's, it's scary. Before we, before we let you go. And I want to ask you one thing. And I was just talking to my wife about this because I, I had read it I don't, I don't know, USA Today or whatever. Um, talking about this new uh, law or whatever they're this bill they're trying to pass, I think in the Senate and all that about banning TikTok. Right. Well, you've, I'm sure you're, this is your livelihood. So I'm sure you're very well aware of yeah. it. What are your thoughts on it? Like, do you think it'll actually happen? What, I mean, they're, you know, they're saying it could be a form of, uh, uh, what is it, cyber attacks from the Chinese with this Chinese company. And that's the reason they want to ban it. That's, with Instagram and Facebook, you know, and like a lot of like other social media platforms are backing this movement because no one's been able to under like to replicate this algorithm. Like I did, I, I read like so many articles about it because I was so curious. I'm like, why? Like, I just don't understand. Um, so that was kind of interesting for me to find out. 
And also, I don't think so, just because there's so many more important things to like focus on. You know, this seems like not at the top of the totem pole. And why is it an issue now? And it wasn't, you know, an Instagram and that whole Facebook thing. It, it's just all this. I don't know. I feel like it's cloud of mirrors. Or well, you make a valid mirror. point. Like Facebook owns Instagram, all that. These are American companies, right? So it's different than yeah. a Chinese company. There's, there was a great 60 minutes piece that we've talked about on the podcast, which is uh, it discusses TikTok in China, for example, which is totally different than TikTok so here. It's like they only feed kids educational material. There's no nonsense. There's no dancing, you know, copy nothing that's nonsense. It's all, it's all about learning education and then that's it. And then everybody has like a restriction. There's a time period you can be on TikTok and then it's shut off, which is, I think the internet in general in China, it's not not a democracy. That's that's China in general, (laughs) but it's interesting that the Chinese company feeds the people of China or the kids of China, a completely different algorithm than they allow the kids in the U S like that's fascinating. That is fascinating. Even like, so my family in Brazil, I was just in Brazil, um, a couple, no, like five months ago. And even my feed would change of TikTok and Instagram and all the other ones in this different country. Everything that would be given to me, like all of a sudden was completely different, but I was also super interested in it, but it was so different from when I'm in the state. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was interesting too. I think it's like, it just adapts. I make it sound like a, like a person, but I just feel like it's technology that adapts like to where you are. And yeah, psychology always plays a big factor into it. I don't know. I feel like no matter what happens, it'll, it'll all be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, social media is weird like that in general. You could be sitting here, we could be talking about, you know, buying new shoes. And next thing you know, there's an ad on your Instagram. Cause it's listening. They Mm. all listen. The phones listen, the technology, your Amazon Alexa listens, everything listens. So you're talking, it listens. And it's no coincidence you get fed an ad. It's no coincidence. It's yeah. We are being spied on by all these companies. <laughs> That's it. Period. I literally said today I got like three hours of sleep last night, and I said I got three hours of sleep last night. I turned on TikTok, and the first video was a girl my age saying, "I only got three hours of sleep last night." Wow. Verbatim. I've never seen this girl. I don't even have any connections, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, God. things like that like give me goosebumps sometimes. Like okay. For yeah, sure. Freaking scary. Well, thank you for uh, for hanging with us today. I think this is, uh, we've had so many conversations on our podcast about TikTok, about social media, about our different opinions about it. So I think it's great to hear it from somebody who's living that dream in it, very knowledgeable about it, and has had a ton of success. And keep doing your thing. You're yeah. funny and you're irreverent and your smile is contagious. And it's, it's, it's amazing content. And I think that's why, especially females, resonate so deeply because it's organic and it's honest. And that's all we care about. That's all we care about. You guys were great. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Absolutely. Of course. Nice meeting you. Bye-bye. Nice meeting Much you love. Both. Bye. Bye. So that was really interesting. Very sweet girl. And, and yes. clearly it's, it's so cool how people find their calling. You know I know. What I mean? Like in a super weird way. Like she was clearly doing something. I mean, couldn't be further on the spectrum from what she's doing now. No. And, clearly uh, very smart. Very you know? smart. She's, and, yeah. um, obviously funny and talented as well. And, and, uh, it just, it, it trips me out how life can make decisions for you in some her way. Her life changed. Listen, I think her husband came into her life for a reason besides giving her this beautiful, healthy little girl. Um, it also, it was a stage of her life that was written that was needed, you know, and then that didn't work out, but she was able to find a platform to just 
create, you know, because clearly even when she was working at the VA hospital, she was making people laugh. She was affecting people positively. So somehow this was her calling. And it's amazing that that doors are opening. And I think TikTok is just another transition, another chapter of her life. I think she, this is going to transition into something else. Absolutely. And Good hopefully for her. Any of our, if any of our listeners are thinking about being an influencer, this was beneficial because it's, it is a career path for many nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. Just like we say with acting, one in a million will break free, you know, break through and have success in being, uh, you know, making it a profession. But, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of groundwork laid here on how it happened for her and, and hopefully it can be a template for others. So, yep. all righty. Right. Till next you. time. Love, love you. you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said, ella dijo, or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said, ella dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is... To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the my cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts